You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I had some thoughts about being one of the line dancers. And oh, she probably had some Afro puff. Oh, I know she did. And some bell Old machine, all Would that, you? man. Hey, Karen. Hey. <laughs> Good morning. And I am sad to say that I did not have any Afro puffs. My, my, my hair is a cross between a lot of things, but I, my hair was never big enough to have them. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right, but, but, the original... but, but, you, but you had a real cute dude, though, right? <laughs> yeah, I would say that. Yeah, yeah, and, and definitely her husband would. Yeah, but but that. you you didn't you didn't think about being wanting to be on Soul Train coming up? You know, I used to watch it all the time when I you know growing up, and we would try to do the dances, and you know, I I, I have fond memories of teenage sleepovers where we would have breakfast and and watch Soul Train and try to do the dances. But uh, yeah, I didn't think about being a dancer because I never thought my dancing skills were anywhere close to theirs. <laughs> Do you catch the key to what she anyway. said though? What, what Karen just said? What? She said, "Wait, well, have breakfast." Yeah. You, folks, if you didn't watch that show, you don't know that show came on in the afternoons. Well, one one of the shows well, well, in my no yeah. in no. my market in the New York market. Yeah. If you, when I was watching it growing up, it would come on at eleven o'clock. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then yeah. there was ones that came out. It was after school. In Chicago, well, Chicago oh, was live. I didn't see those. Well, that, yeah, that, that was that was that was before he went to L.A. Right, that was before he went down. He was doing it there. It was it was like right after school. It was yeah. Soul Train. Anyway, that's not why you called. Good morning, Karen. How are you? <laughs> morning, fine guys. How you guys doing? It's been an interesting week in the world of tennis. Um, just your thoughts on what this last week has has been for you. Well, first off, the rain has really screwed up stuff on uh, Wimbledon and. At one point, here we have Djokovic making the third round Well, while some players hadn't played their first-round match. But the, I'd say this, right now the, the story of the tournament is Atlanta's very own Chris Eubanks. Chris Eubanks, who is now in the fourth round, somebody who won his first ATP tournament on grass uh, a little over a week ago in Mallorca. Uh, this is a guy who you guys are probably very well familiar with. He was pretty much kind of a journeyman the last few years, hanging out at the, the ranking of 110, 109, always having to play qualifying tournaments to get into majors. Well, now he's solidly in the top 40 and doesn't have to worry about that. But this is the this has like been the talk of the tournament, Chris Eubanks. Yeah, we we uh, we talked about him some yesterday, and someone we've had on the show before, and uh, know it well, know his family. Uh, just saw his mom and dad on Father's Day. I was at an event and, and and saw them, and we talked a little bit about uh, Chris and how how he was doing, and just big smiles on their faces because it's as you said, it's, it's been a journey. I mean, he turned pro in 2017 out of Georgia Tech, and 
It's, t- it's taken a while. Some people you see, and it seems like it just happens quickly, like a Carlos Alcaraz. And some people, it takes a minute, but when they get there, it, it's nice to see um, them, them reach, uh, reach that part and fulfill their potential. It's, you know, it's funny because he actually, speaking of someone else with a Atlanta connection, one person who gave him some advice was John Isner. And that's because, you know, John Isner's a big guy, almost seven feet tall. Chris is six foot seven. And he talked to Chris and said, you know, sometimes it takes us a little longer, those who are really tall, to get the game that we're, that we're you know, it's going to bring us, you know, up to the top. And he said it takes a little longer and, he, you know, gave him some pep talks. But surprisingly, someone else who had given him advice in a pep talk, Hall of Famer Kim Clijsters. Because Chris Eubanks and Kim Clijsters have been world team tennis teammates, and they've become really close friends. And she offered him advice about how to play on grass and said, use your, your skills, your serving skills to the best of your advantage. I want to ask you because I'm all... think to hear no, I'm sorry, Karen. No, I was, I'm sorry. I thought you were finished with your thought again, Karen. For staying at joining Sam and Greg Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. You brought up John Isner. I've always wondered why him and other players in the past that were tall had these monumental serves, but what's up with the rest of their game? I mean, they obviously get there. They become ranked there, so they're, they they got to have the full package. But for whatever reason, these guys don't become the powers that you think they would with the serve that they have. What is it about his game that has it brought him – more success. I think it's because I mean his. I think it's because he's worked on his movement. Um, you know, big guys on the tennis court don't necessarily uh, move all that well. Um, he's, uh, I, I guess, to, in a way too, kind of like having some confidence when you're playing, and you're like, you know, you can rely on that serve. And you know, he's not necessarily a serve and volleyer. He, tries to he tries to mix things up but it is serve dependent but he's you know he's hung in there and um you know he's not doing as well lately but you know he he's i mean he's had a really good career yeah john you know john's cashed a lot of checks and, and we will see him here in atlanta <laughs> for the atlanta open in a few weeks folks spending time on the way for com hotline this morning with karen pistana a tennis panorama news she is social you can always find her on twitter and there are information on twitter at Tennis News TPN, at Tennis News TPN. Okay, next up for Chris Eubanks, because he's on the court right now playing doubles. Um, and mm-hmm. so he's got a the way to spend this Sunday, this Sunday spin doubles and, and probably practice a bit, but get some rest because tomorrow he has his toughest test yet in the number five seed. Yeah, number five seed, uh, yeah, Stefano Sissipas, who's also playing doubles today. And there's a chance that Sissipas could be playing two doubles matches today because they're so far behind in the doubles because of the rain that some folks have to play two matches today. But, yeah, Sissipas, number five seed. I mean, grass is well-suited to his his game. Uh, but Sissipas has had, you know, the coming this week, he's had to struggle in pretty much most of his matches. And that marathon with Andy Murray – uh, and the first round match, oh, it, he's, it's going to be interesting to see because all the pressure in the world will be on him. He's the fifth seed. He's the one who should win. But Chris Eubanks has found his game on grass and big serve. I mean, Fitzpatrick has a big serve as well. So, I mean, it's all all good for Eubanks. He has no pressure on him. He's not supposed to be there. He can swing freely, serve freely. 
This should be an interesting match. It really should be. Playing like he's right at home, too, though. Well, now, today is, is Sunday. Usually, the, the mid-Sunday, we don't see matches, but because they're backed up. What do they do for tickets for this? Do you do you recall what, the, what they do? Because I remember some years they have it, and people could come in for a grounds pass, and they end up sitting at center court. I don't know how they how they, how they deal with that. Yeah, they, they have what's called the queue, okay. which people will, will line up, like, even on the overnight, camping out just to get a crack at, at these grounds pass tickets or some general tickets. Um, this has been going on for as long as I've been alive anyway. And, uh, you know, being able to get a grounds pass at Wimbledon, I mean, you can't necessarily enter the big stadium courts, but you're still a lot of other action going on in the grounds. But, yeah, it's kind of a Wimbledon tradition. Not that I would ever do it. I've been to Wimbledon, but I didn't, I didn't have to queue to get in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my son is a, is a Boy Scout, so that would have been kind of fun for him to camp out, but uh, not for Mom. <laughs> All right, if we feel like Djokovic is, is just a matter of time before they just give him the big plate or whatever it is they give the men. They give the plate to both. They give the plate yeah, to the ladies. So the trophy. They, the trophy to the mm-hmm. men. But the story for me right now is the fact that I had forgotten that Wimbledon has a male darling, the darling of Wimbledon, and he lost yesterday. I don't, mean, I don't know how many more times this guy is going to perform there, but Andy Murray, his career, yeah. what are your thoughts on him? How do you capsulize his time uh, as a top tennis player? Because he's, he's one of those, oh, yeah, Andy Murray. you got to like think about it and what he's done over the years. It, I mean, he's, he's a really good player. I mean, he's a great player. Sadly, he's in the land of the big three, playing pretty much simultaneously with them for most of their, you know, prime, and having having Nadal with twenty, what is it, twenty two majors, Djokovic with twenty three majors, and you know, Federer at twenty when you know he's retired now, but that's the roadblock for Murray. Yes, he's going to make the tennis all fame. He has three major titles. He's been number one. Um, but, yeah, you're in an era in which you've got three fantastic players, three all-time players. That's got to be tough for him. But also, to these past few years with injuries, I'm sure maybe he's hoping for a little bit of a, a, a magic to win just one more major. Yeah. But I don't think it's coming. But he keeps fighting, and he'll keep fighting probably. Uh, he has a new hip. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, when you go out, when you do something like that to come back out and play a sport like tennis is a is a challenge, and they get back to the level. And there are those who felt like he had a chance to win that match if they were allowed to continue. Talk about this curfew we got over here because uh, because oh, yeah. we, that has made them that, that stop. I don't know, Greg, if you knew they got to stop playing at a certain hour because up in New York. They just go all night. <laughs> so what's the deal with That's them? True. Is it is? Yeah, I have to ex- I have to explain it. Whereas the other three majors, U.S. Open, um, Australian Open, Aust- uh, and um, French Open, they're all played in major cities. There's no curfew. <laughs> no curfew to play in the city. But Wimbledon, although it's the southwest corner of London, it's a neighborhood in which they have quiet hours. <laughs> oh, please. 11 o'clock is the curfew in the village of Wimbledon within southwest London. Kind of like so concerts at Chastain Park. Well, you know what would serve them right? You know what would serve them right? Somebody go better and start playing pickleball. <laughs> right there and making all that noise like they do. That'll serve them. 
Oh, I know. But it's funny because since Wimbledon is grass, I don't know how pickleball would fly on grass. It wouldn't be as noisy, I think. <laughs> That's true. But, but, it's a, it, it, but, it, but it's at 11 o'clock, right? 11 o'clock, you have to stop. Yeah, that time. 11 o'clock. No, mm-hmm. no kidding. Yep, 11 o'clock. And a lot of people feel like if they didn't have that curfew, Murray was playing really well. Maybe he could have pulled out, pulled out the win, but, you know, they had to suspend the match and come back the next day. A doubles yeah, match. And they that we, wouldn't even break the curfew for him. Yeah, right. For him. That's that's that, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> they wouldn't do that. Um, also watching doubles today because uh, we're gonna see Coco Golf and Jessica Pagula. Uh, thoughts about those two mm-hmm. as a tandem, and Pagula is still alive in the in the women's draw. Yeah, uh, the, they name and as uh, Pagula has said, you know, Coco's the serve, I'm the return. And it's true that they they have those are strengths for them, and that's why they make a really good team and they're good natural doubles players to begin with. And um, and credit to them because a lot of top ranked singles players don't necessarily play doubles. Uh, so you know we'll see how they're the second seed. I mean, hopefully they will get to the final, and we'll see what happens. Yep, we also got our home folks too, and that Taylor Townsend. Um, is is playing doubles? I think with, with Layla Fernandez, and they were winners. Yes, she so. has two matches today. In fact, she's playing two with matches Layla today. Fernandez in women's. Yeah. Yes, and she's also playing with Jamie Murray. Now they're not seated. She and Jamie Murray, but they're both two really good doubles players. And Jamie Murray has been a number one doubles player on and off for the past so many years. And they're both left hand. I think they have a really good advantage. Yep. Um, some matches have to be continued. One that's going to be continued today is Francis Tiafo. Uh Boy, he's got to dig himself out of a spot. He dropped the first two sets. Um, thoughts about him and what you saw yesterday and what he's going to have to do today? Yeah. Um, well, Dimitrov, he he's a good player. I mean, he's a former top five player. People forget that. Um, he's going. Uh, what uh, Tiafo is going to have to do is kind of change the pace on him and don't play into any kind of rhythm uh kind of just try to disrupt dimitrov's rhythm but sometimes you know having a a night to think about how to play can make people who have a lead nervous you never know this is tennis and there have been many of five i mean uh, come back from two sets down and um, I guess more of the pressure is on TFO being a number 10 player and Dimitrov in the, in the 20s. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, if TFO wants to advance, he's really going to have to buckle down and kind of change rhythms and uh, get those first serves in. All right. We'll be watching for that and see what happens today. Karen, it's always great having you with us. Yes. And uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you next week and see yes. how, how the week are we going to talk yeah. to her next week, too? Yep. Yeah, man, we got to this okay, week. We're okay. getting ready for the championship. You ready to talk to us next week, Karen? Yes, I will. All right. Next I'll week, be there. We'll, play band yeah, st- right. we'll play American Bandstand for you. And Soul Train <laughs> this week, we'll play American Bandstand <laughs> next week. We're going to have that. Now we got Karen. I'm pitching Karen dancing now, now that you have But with a different hairstyle <laughs> that you put up. <laughs> Karen, have a great day. Thanks so much. Thank you. You too. Take care, guys. Right. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.